no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Barry Centrals. On today's show, we recap day two of the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, and much, much more. It was a good word, my guy. Day two in the books, baby. Yeah, it is, man. And I'll tell you one thing. Uh, we had a little bit of slight drop in weather, but I was okay with it because the weather on Tuesday, we were out there frying a little bit. I know I'm complaining about hot weather. But I was okay <laughs> with the little cool breeze that was out there. It was comfortable, you know what I'm saying? So... Definitely was happier with the weather situation today. But like you said, day two is in the books. Hey, man, we saw some better quarterback play. We got a chance to actually evaluate the wide receivers, which I didn't think it was fair for them on Tuesday because the quarterback play was so uneven, A-Dub. Quarterbacks had a bounce back day with day two, and uh, we got a chance to see some good play from the wide receivers. And I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of, of yesterday, right? So we talked about a couple of guys that we kind of like just stood out to us. The first guy, Evan Hall, I talked about the running back out of Northwestern. I mean, this guy right here, back-to-back -back really solid days of practice. I got a chance to chop it up with him for a bit after practice today. And you know, I just asked him, A-Dub, I just said, hey, look, man, you played in the Big Ten. There's a lot of Big Ten talent out here. But you also got SEC guys. You got ACC guys out here, man. It, I was like... Have you seen much of a talent jump? And he was like, to him, he was like, I play in the best conference in the country. He was like, so, yeah, there is some good talent out here. But he said, I feel like I was prepared each week because I played in a very competitive, tough conference. And I like that answer. I like that mindset. And this Evan Hull kid, man, continues to put good film out there. He hit the breakaway run of the day today. You're right. Seeing him get a breakaway with that kind of a burst. I mean, he's showing us the goods, man. And I, do, I want to keep that going because – Right now, he's standing out. He is Julius Brits, the corner that I talked to you guys about yesterday. And the main reason why he caught my eye is because I saw him match it up against Tank Dill. Tank Dill, A-Dill continues <laughs> to excel out there. I mean, this guy, can anybody stop this kid out here? I'm talking about every time I see him, he's got yards and yards of separation. But back to Julius Brits, because the reason why he caught my attention is because I saw how he stepped up to the challenge, A-Dub, and wanted to cover Tank Dell. And that says a lot about a kid because when you think about a guy with the size of a Julius Brents, most guys like that don't have the fluidity and able to move their hips and move their feet to keep up with a kid that's 5'9", 160 pounds. He continues, A-Dub, to show you he's not afraid to answer the challenge. I got a chance to catch up with him after the practice today. And I said, man, what is that mindset for you that you ain't afraid to play press coverage against these speedsters? And he said, no. He said, look, I come from a military background. And he said, I got that dog in me. And I looked at him. I was like, shit, all right, bro. I <laughs> no, he talked about the fact that the Tank Dale and also the wide receiver from TCU. He was like, look, he said, I'm not backing down from either one of those challenges. He's like, I'm built for it and I'm ready for it. And I want to show these NFL teams and coaches that you can depend on me. I'm a guy that when you call my number, I'm going to go out there and get the job done. Chris, that is the mindset you have to have. And to see that he has the confidence in his own, in his own abilities. NFL teams, <laughs> man, you guys are going to find y'all yourselves a good one. 
And I wouldn't be mad if the Bears kind of looked at him a little bit too, because I like his attitude. I like the yeah. kids. Just his, it's just he's got an aura about him, man. I'm telling you, like when he was standing there, the confidence it was just radiating. I was like, shit, I want to keep standing by this kid. I can get a little bit more confidence in my <laughs> life. <laughs> On that offensive line, you know, I've been really digging deep, looking at the old line. I've got to say, man, I've been impressed with Andrews. I thought he played very well for the national team. I mean, Jake Andrews pretty much played better in day two than he did in day one. And I got a chance, of course, you know, to speak with him. And he said, hey, I had to knock off some of that rust, man. He hasn't played in a while. But guess what, Chris? He came out there, played extremely well um, on one-on-one drills. I mean, he was definitely holding his own ground, knocking guys to the ground still as he did in day one. I mean, he definitely showed us that, hey, he got some of that goods in him and some of that nastiness in him as well. And that's why I pushed back on you yesterday because you, when you talked about him, I was like, I'm like, hey, Dub, I saw some of the good, but I also saw some of the bad. And he, at least he, when you talked to him, he was the first one to bring that up. Like, hey, I got to be better. And right. he was better, right? But he still acknowledged that he still has some things that he needs to clean up. And I'll tell you, he did stand out big time on 707 drills. He did show, you know, very good in run blocking and all that good stuff. But I got to tell you, man, the bounce back came from with him. When it, when it came to pass protection, he really showed that he made some improvements and some strides in the area. Another guy that I saw out there, Perez, I got to go with Torrance. He played well, Perez. He continues to show. I thought he did good in day one, but, man, I thought he took a little bit of a step further in day two. And I'll tell you, man, one-on-one drills, he held it down. If he continues doing what he's doing, he's going to continue to, to, to shine and to make people look his direction, man. So I tell you, that intensity they've been bringing for is, he took a step forward. And I say, man, when I got a chance to speak with him, he talked a little bit about that. He's like, I got to continue bringing that intensity. He showed, again, his footwork, how he had improved in that area, but definitely bounced in that area with his footwork. He knows that's something he's still working on, working towards, because he knows that people cannot come to him straight up, Perez, and try to run through him. He's like, no, nah, I'm too strong. I've been handling these guys. I've been handling people. It's not going to work that way. So they want to try to get around them. You know, they want to hit the edges. So he's starting to realize that that's what they're trying to do. So he's starting to figure some of these, you know, these de- 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 these uh, defensive linemen out and realize that, hey, that's what they want to do. But I also figure out what kind of game they have so I can counter that. So he's been the guy right now, Perez, that's right now locked in on the mission right now. One thing that I was going to say, point blank, when I saw you standing there talking to him, such a chill, relaxed dude. When you see him on the fucking field, that dude's a mean son of a bitch, man. I loved every <laughs> sex. I listened to A-Dub. I loved every second of watching him in the one-on-one drills. He was finishing drills. Like, no problem. I'll tell you, man. Day one, I thought he done well. But day two, you're right, Perez. The way he finished it, those drills, it's like, man, he took his game up a notch. Man, he 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 looked like a different player out there today. Like you said, he already was pretty – he was already performing pretty damn well. Now, you had a chance to talk to Dewan Jones yesterday. And Dewan yeah. Jones, I mean, you, you talk about strong offensive line play. He's another one that, that stood out in day one. Well, today, we were all looking around waiting to see, hey, where's Dewan? Where's Dewan? <laughs> well, we found out that he reported to the training staff that he was dealing with some headaches. They thought that he was having some concussion-like symptoms, so they held him out today as a precaution. We don't know the update on him, if he's going to play the game on Saturday or not. But I'll tell you one thing, man. If we don't see him again this week, he did enough in that one practice, I think, to solidify a first-round draft grade. But you're right. Overall, from a health standpoint, I do hope he's okay because you want to see 
players like him continue to thrive. He held it down, and I just wish him much success down the road and hope he can come back and play, you know, in the bowl game. And I know, A-Dub, you were doing a lot focusing on uh, the offensive line. I want to flip it around to the defensive line real quick because there were some guys on the D-line that I thought, you know what, we need to give them their just due, and I want to kind of give a couple of those guys a quick little call out in this segment. So, K.J. Henry, the edge rusher from Clips, I thought he did a really good job out there today. He was solid in day one. He had a sequence where he used the combination of, like, his power moves and using that explosiveness off the edge. This is the type of stuff that when you wanted a good edge rusher, you want someone that has that get-off, someone that can get off that motherfucking line of scrimmage. This yes. kid has it. He got a sack in practice today and was disruptive all day long. K.J. Henry, audience, keep that name on your radar because I'm telling you right there, edge rusher, super impressive talent. He turned that corner. Whew, it's over. Another guy from Northwestern, and I know the audience is going to already be picking after me about another Big Ten guy. I can't help who jumps out in front of me and, and shows me that they can ball out. The, def the defensive lineman from Northwestern, Adi Adebiwari. Now, he's a bit of a tweener. Now, anybody that watches Big Ten football, you know that Northwestern primarily utilized this kid on the outside. But he's been lining up here at the Senior Bowl on the interior line. And I tell you what, they pretty unique player, but he flashed out there today, made a lot of plays on. But I don't know how teams are going to utilize a guy like this. I mean, he's 6'1, 280 pounds, somewhere around there. Not sure. But I, all I can tell you is that this week, he continues to stack good practices one day after the next. And um, he can battle with some of these um, strong offensive linemen. So to see him win the go in the trenches and battle that way. I'm glad to see that he's standing out because you're right. I've seen him make some good plays out there. If he continues doing that, Perez, you know, he, he may catch some eyes out there. What you talked about, Isaiah Foskey, you know, I think a guy like him, man, continues to make plays. And I think, you know, for him, that's all you got to continue doing because I like him getting off the, off the line. He's supposed to, he's making some headway. Going into this thing, he was a projected first rounder. I don't think he's done anything this week to, to, affect that draft status he's been dominating off the edge and that's why i brought him up yesterday audience so obviously yep. that's a name you guys have already heard now will mcdonald i, I like will i thought will been in some battle spreads out there i mean you talk about one-on-one -on -one drills he's been coming for these offensive linemen i mean he's been bringing it come off the edge i mean he's been getting some good push doing some nice little moves out there i think for him he's a guy that i do um like and seeing that who's showing improvement from First practice to the second practice. And I think the third practice is going to be even better for him. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that's a really good name right there because huh, Will McDonald continued to show you that there's a lot of talent that comes out of that Iowa State program. And they continue year after year to produce some really solid NFL players. I mean, look at Brock Purdy. Shit, our very own David Montgomery. I mean, yep. dude, I could go on and on and on. But Will McDonald has been dominant out there. You know what I mean? And the one thing that I like about him is just that speed and his ability to utilize his hands. Yeah. Now, your edge rushers, you want that person to be able to not allow the offensive lineman to get that hand on them. Because once they get them hands on you, it's a wrap. But he Absolutely. plays so violently that he gives trouble to those offensive linemen. So, like I said, 
I love the way he plays. Also, I liked how he drops back into zone coverage, and he did that in those team drills today. I think he's done a really good job of improving his stock this week. And I'm telling you, man, it seems like every time I see him practice, right, from the first practice to the second practice, he's adding something else to his game to show everyone else. The last guy on the defensive line that I wanted to talk to the audience about is Dylan Horton. And he's a defensive lineman from TCU. And I feel like he's been really effective from not only just the inside alignment, but also the outside alignment. And that's another guy, potentially, that could fall out of that first round, could be maybe a guy that may even fall out of the second round, but it's somebody that the Bears could potentially target. Because I know some of these edge rushers audience that you guys hear us talking about, these guys are first-rounders. These are probably people that the Bears probably will not be able to get because the Bears have a high-end number one pick or a high-end top five pick, potentially whatever you want to call it. So what we want to do is just make sure now that not only are we highlighting guys that are performing well, but we also want to highlight people that are actual feasible targets for the Bears. Because if we're not doing that, then you guys don't really, really care. So I wanted to make sure that I brought that name up for you guys as well. In addition to Derek Call, I think he continues to be another edge rusher. He's out of Auburn. Continues to stand out A-dub. And like I said, could be a projected first rounder, possible second rounder. Just a powerful, explosive player. And the offensive lineman in those one-on-ones, they've been struggling against him, bro. The physicality that he brings in for his, he's making headway and wrecking havoc out there. So you're right, man. He's a problem for those offensive linemen. All right, so let's flip it around and let's talk about some playmakers, A-dub. Let's talk about some of these wide receivers, man. What you got for the audience? I mean, of course, you already know that I, I took a look at, you know, uh, Nathaniel Dale. You know how Tank, that's the guy we talked a lot about already, Prez. Of course, he's been out there being explosive. I mean, that guy's just been lethal out there, Prez. Been tough to, to deal with, so he's been a handful. But Dontavia Wicks, I, I brought that name up yesterday. This guy, I thought, had another solid practice. Darius Davis from TCU, speedster, who Julius Brents talked about stepping up to that challenge and covering a guy like that. I thought he's done pretty well out there, has some really impressive reps. The one thing right. that I would just say when I looked at this, this practice today for the American side audience, their wide receiver group is fucking stacked. I haven't even gotten to take Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State yet. He's had some really good reps out there. Rashe Rice from SNU. Now, right. when you think about SMU, you don't really think that they have, like, top-notch type of players. But I'm telling you one thing. Those wide receivers that I just named, each and every one of those guys has stood out to me, and they really did a really good job. Shit, they got a, a receiver that was out there. I mean, there was a receiver out there from Princeton. This guy right here probably got the best hands out of everybody in the damn Super Bowl. And he was helped. By better quarterback play. Tyreek Stevenson. The catch that he made today, that was a Ooh. thing of beauty. There were all type of plays that were, being, that were happening out there for the wide receivers. That shit was really awesome. And I loved every second of it because we didn't get a chance to see those guys really do their thing on Tuesday. So today, I was really excited to see those guys starting to come into their own and making plays. And I want to piggyback on one player you mentioned, Perez. Rashi Rice. Because I feel bad for him on day one, you know, first practice, they were overthrowing him. Yep. But you're right. Second practice, he was able to show that, hey, he got hands, he can make some things happen. He, again, showing he can get the separation, 
he got that, make some good cuts, man. And to see him, you know, have some success in day two was just phenomenal. So you're right, Perez. The quarterbacks stepped their game up. The wide receivers was able to become bigger playmakers. And I can tell you, man, Rasheed Rice definitely showed that, hey, he can play. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Another guy that I hope the Bears are kind of keeping their eyes out on is Jada Reed from Michigan State. Yes, sir. Now, obviously, another Big Ten guy. Audience, what can I say? The guy can ball out. He looked great. And I guarantee you, Justin Fields would love to have a target like that. Man, Perez, he can go deep, catch a short, man. Whatever you need him to do, man, he's a playmaker. I mean, all this guy loved to do was try to get open, man. I think he was finding holes in those zones. I mean, making things happen out there. So I like the way he played. Man, he's really impressive out there. Audience, you guys know it's no secret. We need some help at that wide receiver position. And that's why I wanted to make sure that not only are we talking about these guys, we're talking about people that can actually help Justin Fields. I'll tell you, A-Dub, this is the time of year that's super exciting, right? And, and, and you get all the mock drafts that are going up, and everybody's like, I want this player on my team, and I want this player on my team. If you ask me, I'm sitting up there watching these guys play, and I'm like, shit, I want all these damn players. Bring them <laughs> all on the Bears. Shit. Because I'm just so excited. It's, it's so much talent out here on the field this week in Mobile. In the talent level press, you see it all, right? You get to see from the O-line, the D-line, the wide receivers. I mean, it's been a joy to watch these kids on this team. So it'll be nice, man, to see what Ryan Poles decided to do with draft picks down the road and what he decided to get from this, this from the senior bowl to add to this team. Blue Kelly had a pick six, comes out of Stanford. That was a play from the morning practice that stood out. He ripped the ball away from the receiver, raced it to the end zone, and it gave the place a little bit of energy. For one while there, the practice kind of lacked a little energy and buzz. Sidney Brown from Illinois, I had a chance to catch up with him. He kind of talked about that importance of basically representing that block eye and also, too, just talking about what it means to be an everyday guy. And so for any of our Alana fans that are listening to this show, you'll love the fact that Sidney Brown gets it. He knows what it means to, to represent DBU. So that's what the University of Illinois is. All they do is breed defensive backs. And Sidney Brown's going to be a good one. I saw him in coverage today, A-Dub. Textbook coverage out there. I know a lot of people will see here and they'll try to tell you, oh, man, Sidney Brown, he's going to have to tweak his, his, his tackling. Or Sidney Brown, he's kind of small in stature. But whatever it is that y'all think that this man is small in stature at, he makes up for it in athleticism. He reminds me of a Troy Palomalu type. And audience, I know that's high praise, but I, I'm telling you, that's kind of what he reminds me of with his game. Chris, hey, look, <laughs> it is what it is, bro. I mean, the guy can hit. He loves showing off those damn abs. <laughs> I tell you, boy, he stayed showing off those abs, man. The guy is physically in shape, and the fact is, he can play football extremely well. I mean, his athleticism press definitely stands out. But if you watch any of the line games, you know this kid can flat out hit, man. If you doubt what I'm saying about him and his ability, fire up the film from the line Northwestern game from this season. Second half of the ball game, let it run. And then come talk to me about the comparison that I made. This kid can ball. Uh, but I'm looking forward to day three, man. Ty J. Spears. Running back for two lanes. There you go. You can throw a little running back. Now, I know, audience, 
Don't get upset. I talked about a running back yesterday, so A-Dub gets the right to talk about a running back. Let him live. <laughs> the fact that this kid has been explosive on day one and day two has been standing out. I mean, the way he runs. I mean, to see those holes, get through those holes, and break away speed. I mean, he really has been phenomenal on both days. I thought he was good on day one again. He stepped this game up even more in the second practice. So this is a guy that really make a lot of headway. He's been the most impressive runner, I would say. And you guys already know how I feel about Chase Brown, who I thought was better today than he was on Tuesday. But Tajay Spears, most impressive runner at the senior bowl. He had two long touchdowns in the game. I mean, he had two long touchdowns in the practice today. Showed off his skills as a receiver, A-Dub. That shit matters. Shit matters. You know it what I mean? He got a little size to him, and he's got the juice. He's probably going to be a day two draft pick, but the he keeps practicing the way he's practicing, he's going to make it hard <laughs> for some teams for to, to think about passing on him. Absolutely, because you talk about stock rising, I think his is, Chris. Guy like Tank Dell that we talked about earlier briefly continues to make plays out there. His stock continues to rise. As I joked about, nobody can cover him out there. I mean, the guy yeah. right there, man, he's 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 explosive. You know what I mean? Just an explosive talent. Now, I got one more lineman to talk about. Now, I didn't want to step on A-Dub's toes. So I wanted to give him an opportunity. But there was one guy that we didn't talk about yesterday, and it's John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota. This kid right here, He's pretty, pretty fucking big human being. <laughs> yes, you know, we down, when we were down there on the field, and I was looking at people interviewing him, and I looked over, and I'm like, good Lord, he's a mountain of a person and a human being. <laughs> That's why he was out there pancaking people in practice. He was. And the thing that impressed me with him, bro, was how he performed in the one-on-ones. So, man, <laughs> my goodness. John Michael Schmidt's audience, please. If you do not know who he is, or if you're not familiar with him, please fire up the tape. Kid's nasty. He's nasty. This one I will definitely keep my eye on on day three. Yes, sir. Now, audience, I know you guys saw our post on DBE on our very own Aza getting the chance to, to hang out and chat with his boy Cool Hand Lucas. He <laughs> nicknamed him. So they got a <laughs> chance to talk and took a picture. And I know you guys are in our DMs, like, you know, saying, like, are you guys there to cover? Are you guys there to take pictures? Listen, y'all leave A-Dub alone. Y'all know that's his boy. Now, A-Dub knows next time, though. He's there for official business. Ain't no taking no <laughs> pictures. Ain't no taking pictures around here. But you know what? In that moment, I thought it was cool. It's a dope-ass picture. Y'all can't tell me that wasn't no dope-ass picture. A-Dub, if you, if you don't frame that shit, you better. Hey, man, I'm going to frame that, man. And we gave him the nickname. Cool hand look for wait, a reason. Wait, 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 wait. Ain't no we. Ain't no we. All right. Okay. All right. All right. There all right. we go. There we go. <laughs> I gave the nickname Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke is my guy right, right now. He's doing some great things at the Senior Bowl with the team. I mean, he's holding it down right now for us. I've been impressed of the work he's been doing, and um, I hope he continues that. So, Cool Hand Luke, bring some of that back with you for the Bears because you know we're going to need – some great things happening for our team to move forward, especially on the offensive side of it. We're going to need your expertise and you to be better. So, cool and Luke, still my guy. I'm rolling with him to the end. I would just say my 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 impression with meeting Luke Getty was that he was a stand-up guy. He was obviously in a hurry to get somewhere. Took the time 
to chat with us, take pictures with A-Dub. I thought that was amazing. Like, dude, he didn't have to do that. He's been up, that guy, he's been up probably since six o'clock in the morning. They had media breakfast. He had had practices, film study, all kinds of stuff. The mo so accommodating. And he did a great job with that team in practice today, A-Dub. He did, man. He really did. And I, I thought he put a lot of work in with this team, you know, just the second practice. And it's like, wow, you, you see the impact of what Lou Getze, you know, was doing with this team. So, you know, kudos to him. And to your point, Perez, he's a nice guy, man. One of our loyal listeners, Michael, he listened to the episode, of course. Michael, as soon as that thing went into Spotify land, my boy Michael probably was like, oh, there's my DB episode, bringing it to me, injecting it in my veins. We love you, Michael. But Michael hit us up and was like, Cody Mock is his guy. Well, okay. Michael, I got nothing to say about that because today – Cody had a couple of devastating pancakes out there. So he continued to make plays like that. And I would not be upset if Ryan Poles decided to make a move there. I just told you what I saw, Michael, with day one. I thought I saw a little up and down. I said the jury was out. But, man, the pancakes he had today, ooh, ooh, ooh. that was like Prince from the Dave Chappelle episode, eh, Doug? <laughs> yes, it was, friends. But we can see more of that from him, man. I mean, those type of plays is what stands out. If you continue doing that and then show up a lot better, in day three than he did in day two in those one-on-one -on -one drills, it'll be fine, man. Well, man, I'm excited, man. Final day of practice is tomorrow, A-Dub. We got the game on Saturday, audience. We're going to be your go-to place for all things Senior Bowl, all things Chicago Bears-related content related to the Senior Bowl. For any of our Illini fans, all things Illini, man, we got y'all covered. We appreciate your continued support of the platform. We're going to holler at y'all tomorrow. Until then, we are out.